Hey, what's going on? Quick reminder that this edition of Birds All Day is brought to you by McClellan and Stewart and their newest book on the joy and beauty of baseball, Baseball Life Advice by Stacey May Fowles. You, of course, have heard Stacey May on this very podcast. We were happy to have her where she talks about her unique look at baseball. About uh, it is, The book is described as a passionate ode to baseball, its culture, its community, and why those things really matter. We encourage you to head out to your local bookseller or get it online. Buy Stacey May's book, ba Baseball Life Advice. Gets the full birds all day stamp of approval. Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 114th, I believe. 117 was last week, but that was not 117. Uh, edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and here we are uh, in beautiful downtown Vancouver, where it never stops raining and the real estate is hilariously overpriced. Uh, and joining me, not via the magic of the internet, but in the flash across the room from me. I'm right here, yeah, old reliable. Mr. Andrew Stoughton, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm here in Vancouver, you know, enjoying the rain. That's what we do. Yeah. It's part of our identity. We are all about <laughs> leaving umbrellas all over the place and shit. Um, uh, there, was a, there was an umbrella that had been left on the GO train today when I, when I was on it. That's like winning the lottery in a lot of ways. Yeah, except when I do carry around an umbrella. So, no, I didn't do anything with it. I left it for, I passed it on. I paid it forward. That's that important. which was not mine to pay at all. The fun part about the go train is that the person who left it in that seat will 100% go and try and sit in the same seat again. Because <laughs> that's what people do on the go train. They sit in the same seat every single day. Uh, so you may may notice we are here in the same room. We are using two different microphones. Hopefully uh, it works. I mean, that seems like a thing professionals would do, but... Uh... For us, it feels a little, a little dicey, yeah. Professionals will not be Googling how to use two mics on one computer <laughs> moments before uh, we hit record on the free software that is included with, with said computer. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. Unfortunately, the dream of 20 and 8 in May is over. Yeah, it seems, it seems like that. 19 and 9 is still on the table. <laughs> Jays are 13 and 9, I just checked to see. They're 13 and 9 here in May. Uh, so, and things things are looking up. As up as they can look, yeah. I mean, what more can you want? You can't, yeah, you can't want any more. Than Tulo, Donaldson coming back, Happ maybe coming back. Bautista looks like he can hit. He can. Yeah, the bullpen sort of uh, found, its, found its level there, right? I mean, everybody seems like they're... Their roles are doing okay. They, they, we've dialed back to Jason Grilly, which has been real nice. That Grilly was hot for a while, a little too hot. Uh, yeah, it's everything. I mean, everything's not great, but everything's better than it was for the first six weeks of this stupid fucking season. What a disaster it was! But now, all is well. It's mediocre. Well, I mean, the six-game winning streak that's good, that's standing between. Us now and uh, nineteen and nine uh, is that much more plausible with Josh Donaldson and Troy Tulowitzki returning? 
not just because those two are good players, but the players they're replacing are very bad. <laughs> you take that back about Ryan Goins. They're good at, I mean... Hit a grand slam. He hit a grand bad slam. Bad players can't hit grand slams. We all think fondly of the game <laughs> at Yankee Stadium when Ryan Goins hit the ball hard three times. That was very nice, yeah. But, you know, the fact of the matter is his numbers are atrocious. He's real bad. Yeah. He's, a, he's a very nice shortstop. He, so is the guy who's coming to yeah. take his job back. And then, But also, I mean, obviously you need a, a larger sample than what we've seen, but uh, the defensive metrics so far on Goins this year don't really like him that much at shortstop either. Really? Yeah. I find that... I mean, I I don't find that hard to believe. I find that natural. That's, yeah, I, I, mean, don't, I, I think don't, he like he bobbled a ball once in mid-April, and so he's still paying for it. Kind of that's all it takes, right? I mean, I look at... Um, well, it's it's no different than anything, right? It's the batter that we saw in April that was playing right field for the Blue Jays. That's not what Jose Bautista is and was. He was in a slump, and defense is is able to slump all the same. Yes, or or Bautista was potentially hurt. Oh, that's the thing now. Uh, that's that, that's no thing but mine. That's my own thing. But I noticed. I went back and I looked at his spring stats at one point and his World Baseball Classic stats. Uh, and basically, he was killing it pretty much up until the point where he had to sit that game against uh, the USA, the, the Marcus Stroman game for the mm-hmm. Dominican Republic, and came back and um, took him about a month or five weeks or more before he sort of looked like himself. I don't know if that it's a theory I have. I don't know, you know, but they didn't they didn't say it was a bad injury. He obviously played through it. I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, but yeah, whatever that was, so it coincided. With uh, him being bad, and then the farther away it's gotten, the better he's gotten. This, so that's the theory I work. I'm sort of working from. I can mess with that theory. Sure, I'm willing to accept that theory as fact. Um, but yeah, no, he looks like a human being again. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so so but getting back to the Ryan Goins thing, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing with Ryan Goins at the plate is it's not a slump. That's who Ryan Goins is. He's a vastly like far far below like not even an 80 weighted runs created plus like very much <laughs> below average. Hitter, yeah, and that's fine. Much. And sometimes he'll run into a fastball and he hit a grand slam, and that's great. Had some very timely hits. Yeah, sure. very nice. Um, but now his time as an everyday player is over because he's not an everyday player, not on a good team. I don't know. I think Tulo, you can still move him to first base probably, and then keep Goins glove in the lineup. You really need that. Somebody brought that up to me um, a couple days ago, and I just <laughs> cannot help but to be here for it. <laughs> every minute of every day. It was one of the weirdest things. Just the Goins love for so long. I mean, I it too, I almost get it because Jose Reyes was so bad with the glove and just having to watch that, having to cringe every time a ball was hit to short was not fun. Like, the, the throws were terrible and the range wasn't good. Uh, he was still better than Ryan Goins because he could actually hit a little bit. But, uh, but with Tulo, it's just such nonsense. Even Tulo Circus 2017, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's... He's still very good. He is fanatically good. Do you think that there are people who are in their 20s who are going to look at and feel about the way about Ryan Goins that guys and people like you and me and and uh, other people who were around during the John McDonald era, like, is Goins going to have that kind of cachet among Blue Jays fans? I don't think so. I don't think so yeah, either. I don't think so at all. I mean, John McDonald, well, for one, McDonald played every day for a couple of, you know, when they brought in Royce Clayton and they brought in David Eckstein to play shortstop. 
and it's just like okay, at least at least Johnny Mac gives us elite skill on one side of the ball and absolutely nothing on the mm-hmm. other. But these other humps are giving us nothing on either side of the ball. I don't remember quite the timeline of who of all, how all that shook down, but that, those were the you know proposed Blue Jays starting shortstops, Clayton and Eckstein, like uh, in two very two perhaps consecutive or at least very close to one another years that I believe John McDonald came in. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's just the situation is completely different. And, and, and part of it is, yeah, I think the big part is that it's uh, the everyday thing. The other thing is that, you know, it was just, there was such an abyss. There was so nothing mm-hmm. without John McDonald that he was this, uh, was, was a savior for us at not just that position, but uh, you know, for, on a team level, because they were you know not great years, and they were better years than I think a lot of people remember. And I, you know, we can talk about that, but we don't um, just do. Yeah, we can just say <laughs> John McDonald is better at shortstop than Ryan Goins. That's also the thing. And move on. Yeah, that's fair. He did all that crazy shit like sliding on both knees and the, unbelievable. Like, he made way more, way better plays. Yeah, and that's okay. We don't need to 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 try to hold Ryan Goins to that impossible standard. Of being uh, as good as John McCollum. <laughs> I'm okay with, with because that. Because he wasn't. Yeah. And Chris Coughlin, who... Uh, Chris Coughlin's actually hit the ball, like, almost decently. He's been not... He, he's the kind of player who doesn't look overmatched at the plate, where a lot of the guys that the Jays have been running out in this month of Mar- of May, which the team has gone 13-9, a lot of those guys tend to look a little overmatched at times. Coughlin's never going to look overmatched. He's not an infielder. Oh not, my god. He yeah. is an infielder to the point where the Blue Jays were like, you know what we should do? Start the 36 year old with uh, all these <laughs> body parts at third base. And he was fine. I'll say about he was, third yeah, base, of yeah. course. That's probably the highlight of the week. That's like the, the Marcus Stroman hit a home run for this past week. A little bit of Russ Martin, I think. Uh, did, he, did they not have him there as well? I think they did the next night. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, which should speak as loudly as, <laughs> as anything ever could about Chris yeah. Coughlin's abilities on the infield. Oh, I thought you were going to say about my willingness to watch the Blue Jays at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw him in there at some point. I don't know. I'm, it's It's been hard to pay attention. But this is definitely, this this week, this month has turned it around a bit. They're, they are worth watching now after just being miserable it's, for a little while. I think it's not unfair to say that this month, for them to have strung together some wins and played decent baseball in May, is nothing short of a mirror. It's pretty fucking impressive. I mean, it's, it is te- uh, it is credit to Jose Bautista, who's running about a 190 way they runs created plus. Uh, <laughs> right. It, over the month. Devin Travis. Devin Travis has yeah. come back to life. Devin Travis, who had nothing but extra base hits. Uh, seemingly forever. There was a, <laughs> until they asked him to bunt. For fuck's sake, we don't need to relive that nonsense again. But there was a cool story uh, that somebody shared about Darwin Barney. Yeah, I think Arash. Arash Manani. Yeah, it was that, like, yeah. Oh, it was. I think it was something that was mentioned in game, and then uh, Madani like uh, shared it. But it was basically that Darwin Barney was just down there working on Devin Travis's dome. Just basically, yeah. Being like you get, it's easy to get fucked up when you don't have a proper spring and and you don't have confidence, whatever. And he, just talking about feel and, and making sure that he got exactly what he needed and heard exactly what he needed to hear when he was in the cage. And they were down there, I guess, for hours and hours at some point, um, just trying to get him right. And it worked. Because Devin Travis looks good. Uh, Justin Smoke. Justin Smoke's been pretty all right. Do you know what? The thing about Justin Smoke is not only does he look 
good at the plate. If you look, he's not even striking out that much. No, it's the, the when you look at some of the underlying numbers. I think BP Toronto did a piece on him, or a couple people may have done a, uh, a similar thing. Yeah, the the contract the contact rate is way up. Uh, it literally seems like he's 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 like uh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't swing out of my shoes for a home run every time. Uh, maybe I should just try to make solid contact and the, the good things will happen from there. And it's, oh yeah, holy shit, that is completely working so far. I'm still a little skeptical. Uh, I noticed the last time I lo- sort of looked into it that uh, I think his weighted runs created plus from the uh, from the left side is like was 105 as of a week ago. Like pretty average, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he was he's been killing from the right side, uh, which is you know the side that usually has been... Uh, you would want to avoid him uh, mm-hmm. hitting from, and that's what they've they've sort of shielded him from hitting as a right-handed hitter for a long, uh, for most of his time here. Uh, and he's been really good there. So I, I wonder if that's going to even out, and it, he's going to end up looking more like his uh, his other side of the split, which is fine, but not you know otherworldly or otherworldly for Justin Smoke, which is kind of <laughs> where we are right now. Which, but but I mean, fuck, credit to him. You're right. The strike hits are down. That's I mean that alone feels like. A significant win. Absolutely. I mean, and and if that, if there's a change in approach that he has taken and is living and has internalized and has um, become more like, I'm a huge dude. I don't maybe need to swing so hard. I have like, I can, I have a ton of leverage in my swing. I am a big dude with a big uppercut. Maybe I'll just make contact a bunch and think good things will happen. I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Ten home runs, I think. Uh, May is not over. You know, if you can hit five home runs a month, please do, Justin Smoke. If you can do that without selling out for home runs all the time, uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's good. I think it, it's... I mean, we've, we, you and, guy, you and I have been fought, kind of fighting this battle about, well, strikeouts are just outs, and, and it's not that big a deal. But if, if you could get... Equivalent production to what you got from Justin Smoke in 2015, but in a different form in different shape I think that that I would I take that I think that that a few fewer strikeouts and a few more balls in play considering how many times the guys ahead of him are on base I think that might those those things are related where they situationally yeah. the team will benefit if the if the guy who's hitting after Donaldson Tulowitzki you know Bautista and hopefully not Martin uh, <laughs> uh, is, is put the ball in play when the defense is, you know, kind of on its heels, or however you want to look at it. I think there's value in that, and I, and I, I well, I'm not losing my religion in terms of strikeouts just being outs, but I know, I know, I, I get where you're going, and honestly, part of the strikeout thing and the dogma of it, and why it became such a, you know, such a, oh, strikeouts are just like any other out, is because I think, and this is through the fault of the of the people on the, you know, the right side of history looking back now. Uh, is that is that it was like a response to people being like, oh, he strikes out, so he must be bad. You know, that's mm-hmm. like that's kind of and I the, obviously the conversation was more nuanced than that, or maybe if we had listened better, that, that it would have we would have noticed that uh, because yeah, striking out doesn't inherently make you bad. It's not Colby Rasmus is bad because he strikes out. That's where I think people would make the argument. Uh, Strikeout's really not that much worse than any other out. Uh, but now that that's sort of you know we that's more accepted. Uh, and you look to ways to the, the players can can produce value and, and what they do as hitters. Uh, yeah, you look at you look at strikeouts and and I I've come around you know not entirely full circle but come around to being like yeah, 
holy shit, all those strikeouts last year with Upton and Smoke and when Saunders wasn't going and then when Martin got went in the fucking shitter, like, that was awful because, you, yeah, you don't get those little extra, you know, lucky pieces of situational hitting or moving the moving the runners along the productive outs and stuff and that that uh those do add up too those do have have value and 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 i think yeah for a long time uh it was overlooked that they did have value because it was part of a bigger argument about whether Mm -hmm. you suck if you strike out which i think might relate back to how it felt like ben revere was a really good fit for the team at the time I didn't think so, but well, a of, but a lot of people did, and it worked out very well. But he, I, was, I, 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 I ended up looking up like like a fucking idiot, looking up like you know. He 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 performed out of his mind, right? He performed at a. It was the best version of Ben Revere, yeah. Yeah, and and that version of any player, or the version of that a guy who can slap and run the bases and not strike out is is a well was a welcome fit mm-hmm. on that team. It was, uh, and uh, just like uh, Justin Smoke, who's not terrible and not striking out thirty percent of the time, is a welcome fit. On this team, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Donaldson, we don't talk about him enough. This is true. It's not a very bad time to do it. Let's do it now. Sure. Uh, he's been out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. They were. I looked this up today. Like they, they were like the game, the last game that he played. When they finished that game, they were one and eight. So they're like above five hundred since he left, which is just adds to how remarkable it's been that. These scrubs have filled in and, and done an okay job. It it almost does, and maybe this is like, <laughs> this is just false hope, or this is us uh, projecting too much into. Oh well, so take what they are doing now and add Donaldson and Tulo and J Happ and every you know everybody comes back. Mm. They're going to be really really good. Like, but there is kind of a feeling like that a little bit because yeah, he's been out a really long time, and if you take away the, which obviously you can't do, but if you take away those first nine games where they were one and eight when he was in the lineup they've been playing pretty okay since then without a guy who is you know one of the five best players in baseball yeah and I, I think that there is plenty of reason for optimism even though the odds are stacked against them given their where they are um, in yeah. the standing the division hasn't really completely gotten away from them either no and but, I mean yeah. other lots of teams are getting better players back right David, David oh, Price sure, is yeah, on his yeah, way yeah. back but I think that a point that you made is a very good one where in the time that this has happened, A, they've tread water, B, they've, they're, they're still close, they're still in it, they're still whatever, but they've answered some questions where now it's like, okay, Danny Barnes is a thing. Yeah. He's a guy. Ryan Tapera is a, is a thing. He's a guy. He's yeah. got, uh, I think it was uh, whoever it was, a was Barker on the radio the other night saying that like seems like he's pitching with a lot more confidence. I think it might have actually been Joe Civil as well. It said something very similar where he's trusting his stuff and you know looking who's performing more like a guy who has the stuff that he has. Who's like who, who can throw 96, 97 and right. has a yeah. nice breaking ball. And it's like and now he's got the trust of John Gibbons such that Gibby is inevitably now going to grind him to dust. Well, and use him <laughs> three times a week for the rest of the year. That's okay though. I can deal with that. that if they. You know, you're not trying to get Ryan Tapera put food on your table. <laughs> I mean, 2018 Ryan Tapera will deal with that later. I mean, if, if he <laughs> if he can if he could do what he's been doing, you know, uh, he's on a, a streak of what 17.1 innings, or I don't know if he pitched yesterday to add to that streak or uh, scoreless innings. Like he's really, been, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, 17 and a third. I'm pretty sure as of 
I want to say the Tuesday game, uh, but it could have been the Wednesday game. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he's been he's been real good. But in, so in that time, these very important players who obviously cannot come back fast enough. But if when if Tulowitzki and Donaldson come back, and then Hap follows them, and Liriano, uh, and then whenever Aaron Sanchez figures out how to keep his fingers in one piece, uh, you have a team that's coming back to. Um, not only did has the bullpen shaken out where it's like okay, I can kind of see what I've got with these guys who have maybe stepped forward. Um, maybe you know we can see where we can use a player like Jason Grilly, um, which is in a f- eight-four <laughs> game. Um, yeah, and as well, maybe, maybe. Me and meanwhile, like a Dev- Devin Travis and Jose Bautista were rounded themselves into form yeah. without having to go on the disabled list if they were struggling with injuries or having a shortened or messed up spring. Uh, they're obviously Jose Bautista is performing better than than he can realistically realistically expect, but he's. He looks whole again. Yes, absolutely. Where uh, and Devin Travis as well, where he's bad, not not a not the fifth, not the second best or first, or the best short second baseman in baseball, but he looks good. So all these things have, are are sort of working together. And then provided that if it's Donaldson or Tulowitzki, again, we have to kind of manage expectations with Troy Tulowitzki, given what he's been and what he yeah where he is. But though I'm still still thinking about that. Hitter contact quality, those those barrels last year, the way that all that's... I don't know. There's more in there than what we've seen in a Blue Jays uniform from him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the, if you are the kind of person who wants to totally dismiss Troy Tulitsky and be like, he's getting old and this... Well, you're a fool. But... Uh, I'm not... Good thing I'm not that kind of person, then. Even if it's just... Uh, even if it's just, you know, the kind of one, 110, 115 way to run straight plus we saw from him for the bulk of last year... Yeah. He kind of bookended rough months. April and September yeah. were not great for Tulowitzki, but uh, he's still a very good hitter and will continue to be for quite, a, quite some time. I think so, yeah. Given his contract, that's all we have to hope for. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, the, the, I, I'm, not, I'm, we're not, I'm not trying to say you have permission to be excited, but like, I'm excited. Yeah. So. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be better. They they have a... The, I looked at the schedule today. The schedule's kind of soft still, or soft-er... Well, yeah, they have the shit-ass Rangers coming to town. Yeah, those garbage fucking human beings. The Reds follow that. You know, that's good. That could help Mm -hmm. this whole six-game winning streak thing that we're we're pushing for. Uh, A couple of road trips next month, which are potentially problematic the the seattle oakland one or oakland seattle whichever order that goes don't know if you know seattle is uh no they're a hot trash absolutely they're garbage uh the west coast thing's always not great and uh and then another uh speaking of garbage uh four in texas and then three in kansas city i think which also the royals are very very bad so bad but uh you know road games you're wary of those but yeah i I think that they're really in a good position uh it's almost like you know, while we've been wallowing in the misery, mm-hmm. uh, the way they talk about, you know, the first two months of the team is figuring out what you've got and the next two are figuring out what you need to, to add or whatever it is and, the fi- and then the final two is really what it's all about. I mean, they they did, like you've exactly, exactly said, over the course of the first two months, a lot of that figuring out and a lot of that stuff that, that I think people find, it, you know, missed, basically, found it difficult to see. The Joe Smith coming and, and Joe Smith, of course, being, we, we missed him being too. amazing, and, and the other guys in the bullpen, and all the stuff we've already talked about here. Yeah, I think that that's been, uh, it's it, and that they're that they're still not in even in that bad of shape. The, that little miracle as well is uh, is reason to have optimism and to have hope because they can play a lot better than we've seen, uh, and it's really they're getting to the point now where they should be capable of it. 
and they're getting into that part of the schedule where, where you know once we get through this as you mentioned the soft part with all these sort of random games against these trash meisters of Texas <laughs> and, Bank- and Kansas City and wherever yeah. else uh, then it's time to like come and, and take the games against the Yankees and the Red Sox and yeah. start, to, start to build up and the Red Sox uh, or the Yankees and their super fluky rookie thing will be over by then and one hopes yeah no, I don't think that they seem like they're like they're already all in on Aaron Judge. <laughs> they do seem, yeah, that's a bit of a thing. They're selling merch, and he's got his own little section out there in right field. It's, I, we'd be having fun with it too. I'm sure if it was, if oh, it was begr- us. I begrudge them because they're the Yankees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they, this was spo- yeah, fun. yeah, this was supposed to be a, a just sort of a, a year in the middle for them, and next year was supposed to be the thing, and then. I They're do really believe it up. that I said you did not not yeah. for any real reason not like and based on my analysis <laughs> I was like it was mostly just like a fuck the Yankees they're gonna ruin everything yeah. and and lo and behold and still lots of time for them to go to shit who's, absolutely who's pitching for them Tanaka is terrible yeah they're garbage Severino had a good outing last time fuck the Yankees generally generally <laughs> and, and specifically. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're terrifying. But yeah, and and Hap coming back—that's again something that uh, it's almost it's easy to overlook. Yeah, yeah. The value of a guy like Jay Hap. Though they did, I mean, for them. they did say one to three rehab starts, mm-hmm. but they also lined him up so that he could go on Tuesday, where they would have to find somebody from probably not on the forty man to to do it. You know, we were talking about Matt Latos today pitched well for Buffalo, like he was sitting ninety five, ninety six, and people were talking about that. And then I think somebody on Twitter rem- I, I tweeted about, oh, you know, he's not on the forty man, but he lines up with this day, and they they don't have anybody announced. And someone's like, yeah, Hap lines up with that day too. And it's like, oh right, if Hap feels good, five innings of Hap instead of a rehab start, they very well might just say. Fuck it, let's let's not do this Matt Latos thing again. Five innings will happen, then go to the bullpen will be fine uh, against the Reds. And I, I would I think I would agree with them at this point, depending on how much you really feel he needs to uh, to build back up with these rehab starts. So you said that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. So I personally think that they should not start Matt Latos on Tuesday <laughs> because I have tickets to the game oh, on no. Tuesday, and there's no goddamn way I'm watching Matt Latos. Although. It might be nice to see Joey Votto hit a baseball that travels all the way back to Etobicoke. That would be good. And yeah. with Matt Leto straight as a string <laughs> uh, fastball, even 95 or 96 or 91 or 92, uh, that's all totally in play. He was great for the Bisons the other day. The Bisons. Anyway. <laughs> I think I'm de- But you don't want to rush half. If he doesn't feel good and he's, won't, and he's not ready, yeah, even if you if you're yeah. on a really short leash... Then you start running out this this parade of guys at the bottom of the bullpen, and just one after another. I think the Jays have already used nine starters this year. Does that sound right? Something stupid like that. I yeah, saw, I saw. I was watching. God help me. I don't know what the hell's wrong with my life, but <laughs> I was watching the Mariners against some other god awful team, and they were talking about how the Mariners have had used nine starters this year, and um, and the Jays or the Mariners used eleven, and the Jays have used nine. Whatever shitbag team they're playing against has also used. Had also used nine. It was uh, I don't even, that's how remarkable the game was. Obviously, it was uh, enthralling. It might have been the Marlins, which again does not speak highly of where what's going on in my life that I'm watching this random 
<laughs> like, there's no reason to ever. I, I was I was watching. I watched Clayton Kershaw get screwed the other night. There you go. That was fun. Matt Latos today struck out seven Gwinnett Braves in five and a third innings. So they still got Ryan Howard playing for them. <laughs> Gwinnett Braves. Uh, he was not in the lineup no. today. No. What kind of AAA talent is it there for the Braves? Uh, one of the two Yasusopos is there. Oh, good. Matt. Matt. Uh, there's, a, there's a name. Um, <laughs> Lane Adams. Lane Adams, everybody's favorite. Big fan of Lane. He's I, 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 I'll never forget my first exposure to Lane Adams. <laughs> Dustin Peterson. Uh, all sorts of... I'm surprised this isn't the... The Braves league. big league team is a triple A team. Basically. I don't know what the hell they've got kicking around down there. Uh, Carlos Franco. <laughs> there are no, yeah, it sounds like a like the like a creative team like MVP two thousand and four. <laughs> it the honestly, Ozzy uh, Albies. Oh, Ozzy Albies is good. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's a prospect. He's, is he real? He's, he's a player, but he's in the middle infielder, so it's like, oh, he might hit yeah, two fifty one yeah. day. Okay, two fifty, three fifty, four four ten. Plan the parade. There's nothing else going on in the. Um, there's no yeah like there's no slurs this week. Yeah, no Strowman home runs, no Luke Miley home runs. Salty, I believe, did hit a home run. If you're if you're checking that Bison's box score, I think he's been on. Fire. We're living and dying by the Bison's box scores here. You know, that which is which is dumb because the, that era is over. We are we're high flying Jays fans. Prospects now. are for poor people. Garbage. Although the um, the Lansing, they're talking big three talk now. Ooh. With Bo Bichette and Vlad Jr. and uh, the other guy. Jones? Maybe. Yeah. Someone else who can hit yeah. like a motherfucker. I want to say it's like Bradley Jones, but that, that could be a completely different guy. Uh, here, I'll look it up on my phone while... Uh, People are going to... Uh, I need I need, I need Vlad Guerrero to chill a little bit. Maybe yeah, you think so? I'm a little, a little bit of a slump. Because I, I, I don't need... I, I don't need... People calling for him to get promoted all the way up to the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? If you look at Mike Trout when he was that age. That's, that talk <laughs> is reckless. It is. is. reckless. Stick, you know, miss me with the Mike Trout. Give me all the, he's better than Miguel Sano, that one that I made. That, right. I, that I can get into. He's as big as a house, but he doesn't ever strike out. Soul. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some, if you, yeah, if Vlad, if Vlad turns into a mere Miguel Sano, I think we'll, I think we'll be okay with that. Yeah, Sano still does that with like striking out thirty five percent of the time. But yeah. uh, a mere Miguel Sano, no, that's a good point. Um, but the strong run of play is only going to complicate the the coming the coming time the 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 trade evaluation time. What it. What was Ross Atkins quote? He wants to improve and add. He did say that. He said yeah, those, those are his words. It's almost his, like he knew that if he said literally anything else, it would become a screaming fucking topic on on Tim and Sid for like three weeks. He could have just said, "What well, I like our team," because <laughs> that's the thing. Well, like right now, if if well, because everyone else gets hurt. The one thing we could talk about is. Prospects are for poor people. Anthony Alfred. Or Anthony Alfred. Yeah. Anthony Alfred, not ready apparently, but there he is. <laughs> he hit a rope off the center field fence for his first big league hit. It was great. And then somehow he got hurt. Yeah. That ham eight bone. My buddy golfs. Thinks yeah. he's got a bad ham eight. 
just painful as hell. Got to get it removed. Yeah, that's no fun at all. Yeah. Well, I saw Dalton Pompey was talking about handmade stuff. He had one. Um, he said it took like six weeks before it was normal, like before it was healed. Right. Then he said, he said, he tweeted at Wilner actually, and he said something to the effect of like, your hand just feels weird for a long time. And I can see that. Is it? Did he have it actually removed? Because that's like the basically. My understanding is that's the what they do. They're like, oh no, we're not gonna don't let it heal up and like put you in a like. It's like no, just get that fucking thing out of there, uh, which could lead to your hand feeling weird. I would think if you're just missing like, bones. Yeah, I think so. I. I could be. I could be just completely talking out my ass on that, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what I read. I, I did. I did read that. No, I did read that. Uh, what? How it could be talking about my ass is because those could be like reports from five years ago. Maybe they do something different. I don't know. I didn't read if, if Alfred had surgery. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not particularly sure. It didn't. He was in the dugout in Milwaukee there for the second game. That didn't look like he was necessarily somebody who had just been on the operating table. But uh, but yeah, from my understanding, that's what they they would do. Uh, and also to facilitate it, it'll just, it just it, just going in taking it out. I think he like is a shorter path to to health anyway. Like you can resume your activities sooner and uh, you know start swinging the bat sooner and, and basically uh, get back on the field sooner. So maybe that I think that is also why they do that. But here, like, please don't go listening to my fucking doctor physical advice here. Yeah. Dr. Stokes been going on like, did they take it out? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> um, I'm not injury expert over here. No. <laughs> the I think I think it's really interesting that he was up, and now also Dwight Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. is up. Now, what does that mean for if everyone's healthy? Are we are they still making these decisions? Because Big Zeke has been done his Big Zeke thing, which has been overexposed as an everyday player because that is what he is not. Uh-huh. Uh, so that, but getting, which kind of relates to the, come back to the trade thing, which is like where, what position is there to improve? Left field? And like, oh, and, yeah. a, and maybe a guy in the bullpen. Yeah. Like there's not much else. Yeah, bullpen guy would be good. Yeah, I, I mean, that depends on how much you believe in Justin Smoke. Uh, backup catcher is still a thing, but that's obviously another small thing. Uh, you can still use an outfielder. You can still use an outfielder, I think. It, I mean, yeah, there's obviously yeah. So there's places to. But yeah, but there is. I mean, no big ticket things. There's so. poor Daryl Siciliani also fucking popping his shoulder out on that. Holy home run. shit! How crazy <laughs> is that? that? That's probably the biggest home run he'll ever hit. In, like in terms of just he tuned that thing. Oh up. yeah, crushed it. And he blew his shoulder up uh, in the process. That poor bastard. Uh, but we can laugh because Josh Donaldson is coming back. Basically, it wouldn't be funny if it was like, "Oh God, now what?" That's about that's like about when Batista hurt his his arm throwing in anger, trying to throw Selman Young yeah. out at first base. Delightful. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's there are upgrades. There are obviously possible upgrades, and I think left field is is the most pressing one, is the most likely one, unless you move the right fielder to left field. Why he's been throwing he, good though. You know? Yeah, no, he looks great. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he takes the most. Uh, he's the quickest in terms of Would his you roots. Just, uh, you and everybody else <laughs> needs to shut up about yeah, Jose Bautista's defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not embarrassing himself out there. He's fine. He's not <laughs> Jason Hayward. But, he's, but you know the difference is he can fucking hit. He's so who gives a shit? 
there have been plays where he treads the line of embarrassing himself a little too closely for my comfort. I there guess. have been plays when fuck you. Everyone needs to <laughs> shut up about Bautista. I'm sick of this. He's fine out there. Like, the barrier for acceptability is very low. I'll be honest. But, well, who, you know, somebody else was out there looking real bad. Someone was playing left field. I can't remember who they had out there. And they did not look good. But he, anyway. Did well, they put Coglin out there? Because that's, that seems. Coglin is the, is like the quintessential jack of all trades and master of none. Like, he's not really good at anything, but he's not, he's good enough to, to not, to be employed, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, stop yeah. messing around. Don't worry about Jose Bautista's defense. Um, once, you know, the, the Pilar is, is there in center field. He's a center fielder. He's swinging the bat better than ever. That's great. How do, how do you feel about that? Are you ready to buy in? You buy no, in? No, I'm not buying in. I'm just taking it like that. That is that is one gift horse that I will not look in the mouth. There, there is no benefit that comes from that. If he's going to keep barreling balls and not swinging out of his ass on everything that's thrown in the opposite batter's box, that the contact or what is it? The swing rate on pitches outside the zone. That's uh, it has come down year by year. It's not just a one year blip or anything. Good it's for him. steadily it's steadily come down for him, and you know not. Laying off those pitches not only means he's not not swinging at bad pitches or putting bad pitches in play with bad contact, he's getting better counts too. Maybe that leads to you know a few more extra barrel balls as well. Obviously, so uh, I, yeah, it it does it does seem odd that something that was so obviously a problem for so long for him, he could just be like, well, you know what I think I'm going to do is not fucking flail at those pitches outside of the zone and and and, and you know take a proactive approach to fixing that problem but i don't know looks like that's what he's done it looks like that's what's and, going on and credit to him and we've talked about this before about how he has the if he has that reputation as a guy who's willing to work and a guy who made yeah. himself better and if he has the not just the talent but the the want or whatever you want to describe it as he has the 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 desire to get in there and put in work and become a better player and figure out what was wrong with his game, or what were, what were holes that he could he could address directly. And he's and if he's done it, awesome. That's great. I will believe it in a later, later. <laughs> at a later date. I'll believe it to be real. Okay. When, if it's like okay, he's doing these things. He's he's made these dynamic changes in his approach. Uh, I'm still gonna need a little bit more because there the the suggestion or the evidence in favor of Kevin Pillar being who he has always been. It's significant. Yes. But... And there isn't much chance for pitchers and, and advanced scouts and such to catch up to maybe Kevin Plar is doing a new, a new thing. Maybe, uh, you know, other teams not quite as up to speed on the changes Kevin Pillar made in the offseason as we are. Um, well, you and I are part-time advanced scouts. So. Uh, clearly. But yeah, so, uh, what, what in terms of trades, I think that... I don't think that... that it, it needs to be complicated, right? And, and maybe even the Jays are, are in a position where if someone comes along, is like we want, it, we think we can solve the, you know, the Rubik's cube that is that is uh, Francisco Lariano. You could probably make a move and not make the team worse. Oh, totally, yeah, right. And not yeah. that not that he's not great. And I, you know, I was obviously all in on on <laughs> he Francisco Lariano. He might not good. be great. Yeah, he is. He's, he. What do they call these tautologies? There's a there's a cool um, supercut <laughs> okay. on on uh, on YouTube of all of the times in the wire that someone says like 
well, you know, it is what he is. And, like, you know, the king's <laughs> the king. And, like, all these, and, like yeah. that's Liriano with Liriano. He's he got that reputation. He is right-handed, left-handed A.J. Burnett. Although he's not. He's not nearly as good as A.J. Burnett because he's the best. But, uh, that's, yeah. Well, he was, I saw him tweeting at him, he and Jesse Litch. We're talking about Lich's first oh, start. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Burnett was like, ah, I should have been. Well, the, man, the manager pulled him. Seedham pulled him at. Uh, Eight to third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it made me just want AJ. There was that one year where he went to the Phillies or whatever. Right. Yes. And it was he pitched okay. He threw, like, I tweeted about that not that long ago because I was like, holy shit. AJ Burnett pitched for the Phillies one year. I think I remember that. And it's like it was 2013 or something. Yeah. Like that, but yeah. And he, he was only okay, but that was a really, I think that was a really bad team, but. Uh, I just wish that they could have brought him back just for one more year. He was still good at the end. He was, he was the same guy. He got he got better as he got older, right? He got smart. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, to the wow. point of being. <laughs> yeah, AJ Burnett. Yeah, well, early career AJ Burnett. I don't think the bar for smart was real high. No. <laughs> but it, he I, again, this is something that if if you were, if you were a long time listener, Birds All Day, which is of course the name of the podcast to which you are currently tuned in. Uh, which you can support at patreon.com slash birds all day, which, as we are eternally grateful to all of our listeners who keep us going and keep us living in the style to which we've grown accustomed. Uh, and if you'd like to join them, we would uh, greatly appreciate anyone who wants to kick us a couple bucks a month. Uh, so, you know, feel free. And, of course, you can rate and review and subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, and that helps us out in ways uh, we're not quite sure of, but we've been told that it's important. It helps other people find us. Yeah, which is good. People want to find us. They're like, hey, what are they, what's this all about? I'm looking for Blue Jays podcasts, and I want one that is uh, rambling and <laughs> shapeless, yeah. but also has very low production value. Well, yeah. let me tell you, have you come to the right place? <laughs> uh, but the thing, the thing that I like as A.J. Burnett as an example of is someone who has been paid. He was paid three times. Yeah, he sure was. Like, he could have, and he, I, I think that he potentially left you know, he left money on the table because he wanted to pitch close to home because of um, his wife. Right, his wife yeah. Didn't like to fly, wasn't that what it, what it was? There's something like that because I was in the in the first contract with the Jays with a there was a stipulation of X number of limo rides from Maryland or wherever they're yeah. from to uh... which which is you know when you're in that position in your career you can make those kinds of decisions that's awesome. Um, if you cost him a few million dollars, he still made like 140 probably in his career. Yeah. So uh, whatever. He uh, that still buys a lot of crossbows and, uh, <laughs> and a lot of uh, Daryl from The Walking Dead fan fiction. So, <laughs> but that so that's the kind of thing that happens, and, and that's the kind of guy that that, that maybe you, Kevin Pillar can be as well. Kevin Pillar can be an example to to all minor leagues. To if if Kevin Pillar is able to turn around and become a productive big league hitter, in addition to being a very strong big league defender. You, where you can run him out in you, front of all the kids and be like, "I'm Kevin Pillar. I, they, they, the team drafted me because I hit in college, but I, like, I'm not. I, I don't know. I, I've been thinking, drafted me in the 36th round, too, yeah. or whatever. I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about this. That's really what it takes, right? Where in, in all sports, if you don't, if there, if you have a player who doesn't want to get better, he won't. And and a lot of times, guys are victims of their own success. Where they don't need to learn how to do things, they don't. They can just get away with being unbelievably good, than been unbelievably better than everyone else. But at some point, that's why you see guys like Chulewitzki who are maniacs. Yeah. Right. He he turned himself into a maniac at some point in his career, uh, at some point in his life, and then it fed him all the way through. And now he's he's still that way. He's like this crazy gym rat, baseball nut. But 
he gets to do what he loves, and he's been he'll have earned over two hundred million dollars by the time his career is over. So who's the fucking idiot now? I don't know. Alex Rios coasting his way to to seventy five million in his career, or whatever it was, probably more than that, probably over a hundred. Uh, that's not bad either. <laughs> All you have to do is win the genetic lottery, <laughs> be in the right place at the right time, and yeah. also look good in the uniform. But yeah, no, Pilar, you're you're right. That I don't know. It, it, it's it's a remarkable thing that he was able to do with his glove. And, uh, I think it's probably harder to do with uh, just, well, I'm going to be a better hitter this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, more power to him if he can do it. And then just keep doing it until you get paid by somebody else and then just kind of stop once you get your first paycheck. The big one, cash in and then just coast from there, buddy. It's all that matters. Well, he's, he's definitely trying to put himself into that give me that Kevin Kiermaier contract conversation. It, you know what? Give me another year like like these last two months. Give me give me a year and a half for two years of these last two months, and mm-hmm. I'll give you all the Kevin Kiermaier contracts. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, I think it's probably time that we stop doing this episode. Because when we're into the praise Kevin Pillar part of the show... <laughs> he's uh, been great. He's been great. We've probably spent more time praising Kevin Pillar in the last <laughs> ten minutes than we ever spent praising Josh Donaldson. The only time we talk about Josh Donaldson is when we say we don't talk enough about him. That is true, yeah. We're like, he's real good. We should reflect on that. Yeah, he's real good. It's just, it's stupid. It's just stupid how good he is. It's like you look at the, it's like, oh, yeah, just can't get him out. Hits for power. Plays real good third base. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, no. No, he's awesome. He's going to make this team a lot better just by having him up one every, you know, once every, every nine hitters or so. It certainly is. And he, it's also... Again, same thing, where he is has a real head for the game, too, right? I, I think that... A, a maniac, I'm sure. A maniac. And well, he's not... See, he's not like... See, Jose Bautista is my favorite base runner, because he is out of his mind. Right. And he does things that have no yes. value, no rhyme or reason to them, and I can't get enough. He stole second base the other night for, like, no... They, were like, they they couldn't even decide if they were like, oh, is that defensive <laughs> indifference? Like, no, they gave him a steal. Because nobody knew what he was doing. Like, why is he stealing second base? But he did. Um, but Don, like, Donaldson's, the, what do they call the Donaldson dash when he scored from second base on, yeah. on that bullshit ground yeah. ball? Uh, that's such a heads-up play. It's so, so heads-up and so uh, there's risk, obviously, some significant risk involved in that. But such an amazing play that will probably get... Overlooked over time because it wasn't the uh, insane home run that caused people right. to throw their lives onto the field, or that was as inevitable as anything has ever been, like the Edwin against Dubaldo Jimenez. But, uh, <laughs> but it's a great yeah. play, and he's a great player. He's coming back. Great player, Troy Tulisky is coming back. Uh, even maybe Jay Hat. Perhaps. And these are all good things, and they all augur well for your Toronto Blue Jays. But that's it. For this edition of Birds All Day, number 113 or 14, whatever it might be. Good to see you. It could be 15, too. Good to see you, too. I'll share. I I can't share all of what I have here, but somebody somebody told me some nuggets about Josh Donaldson. Oh, did they? Via a a source. Via via a source of of a source that would probably know. Uh, Doesn't like water, but drinks a lot of Dr. Pepper. Doesn't like water. Dr. Pepper, though. Dr. Pepper. My friend is like, how can you heal when you're drinking Dr. Pepper? Maybe he thinks a real doctor invented it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we talked a little bit of that Toronto Life 
profile of him, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Where it's like, he's not a well man. <laughs> <laughs> an amazing great. profile. And, oh, uh, great, terrific but, profile. Yeah, but he, yeah. He is, uh, he's one of God's own prototypes, that fucker, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's maybe not ever suggest <laughs> trading him ever again. That's, that's a great idea. Also the kind of guy who tweets during the game and loses his mind when Marcus <laughs> Stroman home run. The best. The so, best. Oh my god. Uh, Alright, that's it. Stone and I in the flesh. We'll try to do this again. Uh, maybe we'll do a thing with uh, uh, you and I and other people can all be together in the flesh in the same room at the same time. We will uh, we'll let you know. But in the meantime... Yeah, we could have done that this week and then... Well, you yeah. told me you were coming here yesterday. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really make the plan to do it until yesterday. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Ferris. We'll talk to you next time on Birds All Day.